What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Riffing with Clintus, episode 71. Two weeks in a row, we're back. And two weeks in a row, we're going to bring on a special guest. I'm really excited about this. Like I said, I got this whole setup figured out. I'm finally using that scene that I paid for years ago. And uh, we're, we're, we're bringing back guests. And we're doing it video. That's the biggest thing. We've had guests in the past, but now we actually have guests on video. So... Uh, quick announcements, as always, kingscoastcoffee.com. Use promo code CLINTUS if you're looking for some brew, uh, cold brew. Uh, they got the Kona blend coming out this weekend. Pre-orders if you're looking for some Kona coffee. Uh, it's, it's the estate collection, which means it sold, sells out really quickly. So if you're looking for some Kona coffee, get on that, kingscoastcoffee.com. Also, uh, Empire Jerky, been snacking on that off and on. Love that. I've been doing my little fasting here and there, and so it's nice to have... Uh, a little snack on the side so uh empiredrinking.com use code clintus as well and that's it the new vlog went up this morning over at clintus tv if you're into that sort of thing if you're listening to this uh in the podcast feed youtube.com slash clintus is where i put up the vlogs and the video version of this podcast uh, if you'd like to uh watch slash listen and if, on the reverse side if you're watching this on youtube and you prefer to listen to your podcast uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can uh, do a search for Riffing with Clintus. There's a link in the description down below for both the video, if you're listening to this, or if you're watching this, the, the audio feed, uh, which is uh, riffingwithclintus.com. And you can subscribe in Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. I think, I, think it, I think it's on nine different platforms now, so pretty dope. But without further ado, let's slide on over to our special guest, my good friend, Chuck Reynolds. What's up, buddy? How we doing? Nothing other than me fumbling a mute button because <laughs> I don't know shit about technology. Been, right, been sitting here ready for, for, for like 10 minutes and then the moment he's like, where's the button? I tested the, the freaking space bar and it didn't work. Right when I needed it. Oh, technology, right? Yeah. So anyway, hi people. How's everybody? Look at that hair. For those who are on YouTube, look at that hair. For those who don't know, Chuck has had like a buzzed head forever. Forever. Yeah, basically this. Mm -hmm. On the whole head, yeah. And then for those who are listening, he basically has like a kind of like a comb over, like hard part on the side. And it looks really good on him, Chuck. Looks really good on you. I know. Well, thanks. Uh, if you put your boner away, we can get on with this conversation here. It's away. It's away. It's, t it's tucked under the desk. They can't see it. Keep it in. Anyway, yeah, uh, so now that we're, since we're back on the video, Bryce was my guinea pig. I told him, I said, all right, yeah, you want to be on the podcast? He's like, yeah, sure. This was my time to like test things out. If things like went wonky, it would be like, not a big deal because it's my son. And so I was like, all right, first guest coming back has got to be Chuck. It's, he's, he's the only repeat guest on the podcast. So it was fitting. Yeah, most requested by Absolutely. nobody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, nobody is somebody, okay? Yeah, I guess. But you know, you me are happy. we got a lot to talk about though. I mean, that's the thing. The thing is, is like, it's okay. So Chuck and I try, I, I, I should say, I try, I try to get on a call with him at least once a month. I mean, obviously we talk every day via chat or discord or something, but like, just not like more of a person and like try to do like a catch up with like everything that's going on. And you've had a lot been going on lately. So I thought it was like a perfect time to get you on the podcast and catch up. Yeah. Usually the whole, uh, take a break. <laughs> when when uh, yeah trying to yeah figure that out still life goals right yeah well i mean it seems like you it seems like you got your weekends pretty figured out i mean obviously there's usually like a, a family slash in-law day in there somewhere but then you it seems like you have a lot of time where you have i shouldn't say you have a lot of time you have times where you have a you know chunk of a day on a saturday or sunday to like do your stuff 
And so yeah. I, I figured like go from there. Like with your with, like your Bronco. You got the you got you got one of the brand new badass Badlands Bronco and that's been like your hobby and where your your time and money has been going. <laughs> so I want to talk about that because like I love that thing. I just saw one the other day. It was the the, the green, like the forest green one. Had the big ass mm -hmm. tires, hard top. I was like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, so when are you getting one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. My truck, my <laughs> truck sits there. Like you drive more than I do, and you, and you're you're more of a uh, hermit slash homebody than I am. But you actually leave the house more than I do, <laughs> and drive your truck more than I do. So yeah, a little bit. Um, so yeah, with the weekend stuff, I mean, the whole part of, I don't know, this gig is kind of forcing me to be a little more chill and not work at all hours. But then I also picked up like a kind of secondary gig contractually sort of thing. Back to your old, your old ways. Yeah. Because I don't know how to like chill out. It's just, you know, that's a problem, not a problem, but it is a problem. Yeah. The Bronco was kind of, is the whole thing uh, with the wife. It's like, well, if you buy it, like we got to use it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's the point. Like I, you know, it's not the most flashy vehicle. It was not the one I was originally going to buy. Um, what were you originally going to buy? Uh, Land Rover Discovery. Okay, that's what I thought. I had that back in my mind when yeah. I said that. I was like, mm. Yeah, I was like super into it. I was like really close. Like, talked to the dealer. I'm sitting there and I was like, eh. I just, I don't know. You know me, like my decisions are typically extrapolated out and I delve into every kind of aspect of everything. I'm just like, it didn't make sense like for on-road stuff and comfortability and like, you know, the kid in the back and the wife, like it'd be super comfortable and whatever, but it's not as it is as capable off-road, but you'd have to put in a lot more money into it to make it go where I want to go. Um, and everything on that is, you know, probably four or five times the price of <laughs> the same equal item of, for any other vehicle, Sure, <laughs> you know, Toyota Ford, Chevy, whatever. Are you finding like are you finding like the like aftermarket and third party vendors already like jumping on the Bronco bandwagon? Like are you able to find all the parts you're looking for and like stuff that you want to do to your Bronco that like say you saw something on a Jeep or something like a some on, on a Toyota and you're like, oh I want to do something like that for my Bronco. Like are is everybody already kind of there already for Broncos? I would say in most cases for most things, most things that you want to put on a vehicle like that, you know, suspension, bumpers, stuff like that. I would say all, all the large ones and now slowly more of the smaller kind of companies are coming out, you know, like Icon and Fox Racing. They all have, they're always the first ones out because they got massive R&D. So they always have that. But, you know, that's also $10,000 upgrade versus <laughs> something else. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out and, I wasn't rushing it and I'm still not trying to rush into, you know, building it up and lifting it and do all this stuff. It's like, I bought like basically the best version they had minus the Sasquatch package, which is another thing, but I bought the best one because I'm like, I want to test that and go out to where I want to go and see how far it can take me without doing anything else. And right. from that, I'll be able to learn like, oh, I definitely need this or, glad i didn't waste money on that right because with any hobby especially this one is you can spend as much money as you want to <laughs> you know it's like well you could do that and that would cost fifteen hundred dollars or you could do this one and this is twelve thousand 
or you know now you're talking 18 20 30 thousand right i learned fast if he wants to i learned that with like my buddies who have like all the side by sides like the uh you know the razors oh, yeah. and stuff. Razors. Yeah, like okay, uh, you know they roll up on them. I'm like, oh man, you know I'm right. I'm over here with my dirt bike, which I love my dirt bike. But it's like, okay, so how much is that thing? And they're like, well, it's this much money base, and then you get the turbo edition. It's this much. He goes, but then you wanted to like do the suspension and this and this and this. And I was like, okay, so what's where are you at right now? And he's like, oh, it's about sixty five thousand. I'm like, what the shit? Like it, this is a oh, recreational yeah. vehicle that you use, Plus like a hand. Yeah, and yeah, you need a trailer for it. exactly. I'm like, what the? Oh, but then I was like, I guess I get it. It's 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 any other hobby. It's just motorsports are always more expensive, right? I mean, even yeah. even when I was really into dirt biking, like pair of boots, three hundred dollars, helmet, three hundred dollars. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you, it costs money to 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 run those kind of uh, hobbies, have those kind of hobbies. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I think you and I have had the same sort of problem for a long time. Is we like a lot of things, and if you're involved in a couple hobbies like man you just might as well kiss kiss money goodbye because <laughs> <laughs> this breaks or that you need that or this is just a little upgrade but then you also need that and that and like it's always like that so yeah the aftermarket's come around pretty good for the bronco stuff though and it's the same in similar ways with the razor it's like you know yeah you can get a quick suspension you could do stupid little lift but then you stress out you know trailer arms and the in the steering components and then that breaks and then you need a bushing for that and then that's you know extra money and then well if you're in there and you're taking all that off you might as well throw some coilovers <laughs> and some uh, use you know upper control arms and yeah well if we do that you need to you know lower control arms well now you have this huge gap so i need bigger tires now well well that stresses <laughs> it out a little bit and it's rubbing here so i gotta take this off or add that you know you just to your your two hundred dollar project just turned into you know fifteen twenty grand. Yep, yep. It looks dope, and you just haven't left the mall. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, There's you, a lot of guys like that, dude. you called me. You said that the other day. Someone asked you if you were a mall crawler. I was like, I never heard that mall before. Crawler. That term before. That's funny. Mall crawler or like a there's a P one, a something princess, like a mm. parking lot princess. Uh, parking lot princess or something yeah. like that yeah <laughs> where it's like in where we live you know with scottsdale right up here there's a lot of money mm -hmm. and especially with defenders i've seen a lot of land rovers that are just like they look awesome but that thing will never see a piece of sand unless it blows by them you know? <laughs> it's like that's cool but it's like you just put you know twenty thirty thousand dollars into lifting your truck and putting all these big things on it or they have like 23 inch wheels the tires like, this thin yeah yeah like you're definitely not going off road because if you touch a rock that thing's gonna be a <laughs> so i mean there's plenty of that and it's cool like if you want to do it that with your truck that's fine but um mine is built to go get dirty i don't really plan on washing it all that much it is dirty and she's got some good scrapes in the skid plates already so we've already we've already crossed that threshold yeah so how many times have you taken it out uh like actually like off-roading off-roading yeah like other than like well i mean forest roads we got a lot of those around here but i don't know probably six or eight times probably now some of those have been like very long you know six hour trips four to six hours oh that's awesome uh just did that whole joshua tree to big bear which mm -hmm. was a pretty easy road anybody can look that up uh burns canyon i think was the name of it but 
I did a couple offshoots to kind of make it a little more interesting. One of them wasn't wasn't very difficult, and the other one um, got a little sweaty. That's where we put a couple scrapes into the uh, the skid plates. Found that apex, huh? <laughs> yeah, I used the cameras really good because basically all I could see was sky for a little while. It's like I was on three wheels, like I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't mess this up. Probably should have a spotter. You know, <laughs> that's like when I that's it. like when I when I did that that Hummer experience. And I saw like how many, like there's like 16 cameras or something like that. And I was like, when they said yeah. that, I'm like, how could you possibly have that need that many cameras? And then when we did the course, I was like, oh, there's ones underneath, forwards, backwards, sides, front, like you see everything. I was like, oh, like, and then they like, they actually like did it, right? Like you're like, imagine going up a hill like this and then you have to go down. And then they turn the camera on and you're like, oh shit, that's awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I get it, I get yeah. it. And you know, you, right now I can hear all the people, all the, all the OG off-roaders. You need cameras, man. It's all electronics, bro. And then it's like independent front suspension. You gotta have a solid front axle. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, like any hobby, there's always ass fucks in there, and everybody's gotta <laughs> be a dickhead about everything. So it's like, yeah, I roll in with a brand new Bronco with cameras and IFS, and I did the trail, and I'm comfortable as fuck because I had the air conditioning on, and the kids happy sitting in the back seat while your windows are down and you're dealing with shit falling off and dust. You're like looking at them. Yeah, you're like yeah, you're looking like this. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm good, man. Aircon's on, eating a snack, going up the same mountains and rock crawling as you are. <laughs> like you don't, you know, that's my thing. It's like I know I'm gonna have the kid and the family. It's like not trying to ride in super style, but at the same point, like I don't, you know. If I wanted a very trail specific buggy or something that I just build, like that's cool. I love that kind of stuff. It inspires components and stuff that I'm going to be putting out of my truck, but I, uh, it's not where I'm at in my life right now. Like I want something that I could drive on the road. It's comfortable. And then I can go beat it up and get way in the middle of nowhere where nobody else goes. That's kind of the whole idea. So with these trips, that's the whole thing too. It's like, Hey, if we got it. Let's go take some trail in the middle of Sedona or Flagstaff and the big. Bay. Yeah, when you when you said that that, that that's what you were doing, you're gonna you started I taught telling me all the different mods you were putting on your thing. I was like, this is your everyday vehicle. Like that's to me something I've always because I was always like I have an you know my truck's off the off road edition TRD four x four. It's got the skid plates and the the better suspension. You know it, I bought that so I could right if I ever did and I and I took it. I, I've, I've gone camping, had the trailer. I've gone off road. I've hit it in four wheel drive a few times. Um, but it's always, I've always had that in the back of my mind. Like this is my everyday driver. If I mess this up, if I roll this thing or I, you know, get stuck and just hit my oil pan or something like that, like I, I don't have a vehicle to drive. Um, but that also like when you like, so when you started saying you're all the stuff you were doing, you plan on doing with your vehicle. My first thought was like, like what happens though, if you like fuck this up, right? Like you don't have a car to drive anymore. Um, Fix it. Well, sure, but yes, but I mean, it's not always like just take it to the you know Jiffy Lube and get it fixed and leave. Like it's it's you know order parts and might be the shop for a few months. And um, but then like I, I thought realistically, like okay, first of all, you work from home, right? Uh, you technically still have your old vehicle, so you technically still have a backup. And of course, your your partner has a vehicle as well, so it's not like the end of the end of the world. It was more, I guess, in my personal, I was like more like the money. Like okay, I get it. That's what my dirt bike's for. That's what my extra thing is for. That's what a razor is for. But then the more I thought about it, like what you just said, you can be like driving to whatever and you're like, oh, hey, look, there's a road. 
right? Or like, we're going on vacation, but let's go the long way, right? Like there's where that kind of that, that play comes from, uh, being able to dual the dual use. And I, I love yeah. that, love that idea. And that's the functionality thing. It's like, yep, I, I mean, that's totally an option. You could buy one of those $80,000 razors. I mean, I see them all the time on the trails. Um, but then you got to trailer it, and then you got to have a different vehicle for that. And store it. It's just, it's, yeah, storage. And that's like my thing right now. Like I don't have a, a separate garage that I can fit five toys into. You know, it's like I got a small ass garage and I could barely fit my truck in now. Right. Uh, which is I've also been measuring to make sure if I do some of these mods, I can actually still fit in the damn garage. <laughs> we should be all right. But yeah, I mean, that's an option. And I chose to go with a slightly flashy version where I can still do most of that mm -hmm. you know i obviously can't go on like you know six or seven or eight rated trails that's impossible i'll never get back there and whatever uh but my goal is to kind of um build you know probably uh about 20 percent over what i would ever use mm -hmm. just for safety functionality kind of stuff because i do have most of the time the kid and or the wife so it's like i don't really want to get stuck and if i do i gotta have enough stuff but the idea is to overbuild it so the stuff i'm going on i don't really have to worry about it too much plus the electronics you know the all that kind of stuff can help me out i'm not the best off-road driver i'm certainly not the worst i've seen really bad i've seen people with very good vehicles that do stupid shit and get stuck and i've gone over the same things being careful and choosing my lines and being specific about what I'm doing. And I've had zero problems. So, yeah. So my, my idea is to overbuild it, you know, 20% and then uh, not have to use all that. Right. Feel safe. It's more of a, it's stressful to go out cause you gotta like plan the route. And the last review of the trail was four months ago and in the desert it changes all the time oh yeah so it's like people, every time it rains on it, yeah. don't raid it it rains a new rut a, a rock move like the trail can be completely different so it could be like a three or four rated trail but you know this section is like impassable unless you can like do some crazy shit so it's stressful in that so yeah that's a little bit of overbuilding and if i need to i could do something really pretty crazy but the idea is to do it have fun and get home <laughs> So real yeah, quick, not. what are what are some of the mods you've done so far? Like off the top of my head, I'll just spit out what I what I remember. I know when you first got it, you literally drove from the dealership to a place to get like the get a coating on, like a hard coating on it. And you got your window tint, PPF yeah, and ceramic, yeah. So PPF is paint protection film. Uh, it's essentially, I mean, 3M makes it, uh, and Expel is the company that I got, but that's pretty much a paint protection uh it's basically a film clear film that goes over your paint and i pretty much only did that on the front because here in arizona we get rocks mm -hmm. rocks and rocks um so at least from that standpoint and then i ceramic coated the whole thing so that dirt mud gross stuff doesn't stick to it really you just kind of hit it with some water and everything just falls off of it uh and then obviously windows hinted the shit out of those and made sure that was all the infrared blocking literally as like the best shit that you sell like the best stuff that they make that's what i want because it's hot as hell here in arizona so as much infrared i can block is good uh, i actually have a clear thing on the windshield too that's it's a clear tint but it's all infrared so it blocks like 85 something percent of infrared and 
it is a very noticeable difference. I will never not have another vehicle in Arizona where I don't put clear infrared coating on the windshield. Yeah. Like even in the wife's car, I'm like, I'm going to take it down to higher and get them. I'm going to have them like throw this thing on the windshield because you could feel it. It's like, woo, when that sun hits hmm. in her car, like you feel that bake, you know, in mine, barely nothing. Hmm. So it works. I think I remember um, that. So other than that stuff, uh, you put some racks in the back. Oh yeah. So there's an internal rack system that I did just to, so I can like, cause there's stuff I always carry. It's all the, the air kit, the, I got tools in case, you know, something does break. I got to pull off a tie rod or something. Uh, just ropes, you know, recovery stuff, shackles, crap like that. So I've got this uh, system to, uh, uh, basically like a hard fixed shelf in the back that I can strap all that stuff down. Cause I know I'm always carrying it regardless. And it helps with, uh, when we go on long trips just to kind of organize, but also like it protects things from like going up and over the seat, which in a crash or something. So that I was thinking sort of that sort of thing too, kind of keeps it better contained back there. Uh, I got that done. All the recovery gear, obviously. Mostly air compressor. You you install the air compressor. Yep. So there's non onboard, onboard air. So I can uh, flip a button in my cab, turns on the air compressor, and I can fill up my tires. Because when you go off road, I don't know if many of you guys know, but most times you're gonna air down. So your street pressure, I'm probably running at 40 psi, and my tires off road probably run 15 to 18. And then you don't want to drive on the road without so yep when i'm off the trail just pull over pop the hood turn on the air compressor plug it in and fill up all the tires it takes about 20 minutes roughly actually looking because i blew a hose i blew the fitting on the hose so i got to rebuild it a little bit because there's too much heat coming mm. off the compressor in there we're filling up four tires at the very end is Luckily, that was the only hose I had on that trip. And luckily, that was the last tire was pretty much all filled. It was like, whoo. Wow. Or would have had to drive and find a gas station. But now I'm carrying a backup hose and I'm going to, uh, I got to build that a little differently. I need a little more heat dissipation, but you know, you learn as you go. Well, that's definitely it's your style. Like, learn as you go and then modify and tweak and make better and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's all this stuff and I've talked to guys that run uh, some of the big four wheel shops out here quite often on the forums and now I'm in Facebook groups cause they're in there, but you know, it's always like, Hey, you know, we got this big kit and I give it to you for, you know, 600 off. I'm like, that's cool. I just don't know if I need that yet or that's the one I want. Right. And to them, it's confusing because they're used to everybody's like, you got a brand new truck. I just put a five inch lift and I just did this and that. Like, it's fine. I just want to make sure that when I spend the money, that I'm, I need that. Right. It's like, I'm not, I don't give a fuck if I'm flashier, if I'm the tallest one. Like, I don't care, man. <laughs> you know, uh, this isn't a car show and I don't really give a shit. I plan to be dirty and just, uh, as I, you know, again, I only want to build 20% over what I need. And that 20% buffer is primarily for safety. I'm, I don't give a fuck about looks or whatever. It's like, I don't need that. Right. It's cool. And I'm glad you put it on your truck, but I 
don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly figuring that out, but got an idea where I'm going. Right now, I'm like, got this weird thing. I'm going to lift it because I definitely need clearance. Out here in Arizona, there's a lot of rocks in. I can already tell I'm like, I need more clearance. So at least two inches of clearance. So I'm looking at, you know, three inch lift-ish plus bigger tires. So I got 33s on there now. 35s is just an easy upgrade, but I'm thinking 37s maybe. Hmm. Okay. So that's my latest kind of foray. Into what you're that. working on. Okay. Again, you know me. I'll research for like eight months before I buy anything. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, you mentioned you mentioned you, how you, you take, uh, you know, the family with you on, on a lot of these trips, uh, or at least, you know, you plan them and you, it's, it's a family thing. Um, and I remember the, the first time you took Mara, it was a little bumpy and she made comments about like how rocky it was or bumpy it was when she's three now. So how's, how's that? How's, how's she, how's she doing? But then how are you doing with a three-year-old? Huh. Well, <clears throat> so for the, the truck rides and stuff, just to kind of like, you know, gradient into that next talk is she still talks about how bumpy everything is. She's like, oh, it's bumpy. I don't like those bumpy roads. But then she does like the bumpy roads. And also like she'll be in the back because we flip her seat forward when we're off road. So she doesn't, we can try and hopefully not, she won't get sick, right? Uh, but half the time, that first part of that one long trail we're on, she's just dead asleep. just like this. <laughs> Just like she's ragdolling. I'm like, can she breathe like that? And Amy's looking back, and she's like, I think she's fine. I was like, okay, <laughs> rock crawling, and she's just thrashing around her little seat. And then she wakes up, and she's like, the trees. So she likes being out there and doing that stuff. But she definitely like, I'll go down the road, and some road, half the roads out here are totally crap, right? And it's like kind of bumpy. And she's like, oh, it's bumpy. Are we on the mountain? I'm like, do you see a mountain? And then she's like, yeah, because we're literally, I have Camelback Mountain right out my window. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So she's always talking about how bumpy it is, but I don't know. She's not 100% loving it, but uh, she doesn't totally hate it. And she falls asleep on the trails. So, And that one trail we were on, man, it was super thrashy. It was super crazy. Like I was using full lockers. I was like, making sure that we were going to get out of there. And she's in the backseat, just <laughs> trucks like tilted like this. I'm like scared we're going to roll over and she's dead asleep. I'm like, ah, at least she's not complaining. At least she's not like, crying. Need, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need one last thing. But then like a little stuff. She's like, it's terrible. I'm going to get sick. And it's like, you're fine. But are you really going to get sick? Because I really don't want barf in my truck. Yeah. <laughs> How so, serious are you? On a scale of one to ten... Yeah, you know, kids are like, oh, and now that's in her head. She's like, I'm definitely getting sick. I'm getting sick. Oh. I'm like, here, have a carrot. She's like, okay, thanks. That's like Bryce, dude. He, he's 15 years old, and he's still, to this day, we had this conversation last week. He's like, my stomach hurts. I think I have to poop. I'm like, so does your stomach hurt, or you, is that literally just you saying, oh, I have feel a poop coming on? Like, for me, it's down much lower. It's not my stomach, but you say your stomach all the time. Like, my stomach hurts. My stomach's bothering me. And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, oh, I just had to poop. Like that when he was little, that was this thing. My stomach hurts. Like, oh, buddy, like you know, here's some Seven Up. Here's this. Here's that. You know, like lay down and whatever. And he's like, I should poop. It's like, do your stomach really hurt? Is it your stomach or is it just like your abdominal? Like, get your shit together, kid. I don't know. He still says it. He's still like, my stomach hurts. 
I think I have to poop. I'm like, hey, go poop. Go shit, dude. Like, go, bro. You know, what are you telling me? Yeah. <laughs> You're not five anymore where I have to, like, take you to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, wipe my ass for me. Oh, man, that was that yeah, was. We're a... trying to, speaking of being a dad, I'm trying to get through that whole thing. Potty training? She can go. Well, she's already potty training on a lot, but. Still wiping her butt. Like, yeah. And, you know, I've met, like, a little while ago, I just look at Amy. I'm like, you know, we got to. We got to figure this out. I can't keep doing this, man. Like every time it's like, I'm ready. It's like, okay, just can't you do this on your own? (laughs) And uh, the school kind of encourages her to do that on her own. But someday she comes back with itchy butt and she gets a little poo. (laughs) It's like, well, you know, I get the independent thing, but at the same time, like, go on, man. Somebody (laughs) reach up there and wipe some of that shit. (laughs) So I don't know. We're, so we're working on that. She's all potty trained, but we still have to like wipe. And yep. It's like, I don't really know how to do that. So I've been watching Amy teaching her. Uh-huh. Leon, I know front to back. Right, right. Obviously for a girl, I get it. The concept of that. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't know the mechanics. <laughs> I feel you, man. I got a daughter. So I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn <laughs> the same as she is, I guess. But yeah, we're trying to get her to do that on her own just because it's like, I got to go to the bathroom. It's like, okay, we'll go. And then she does. And then she's like, oh, I'm ready. Come get me. I'm like, all right. So Yeah, because essentially at, at that age, she is shitting like you shit. Like it is, it is just adult oh, poop. Yeah. And so that's the funny thing when, when you're, they're babies and they're breastfeeding and their formula, it's like, ah, oh, poop's not that bad. As soon as they start eating regular food, it's like, that is human shit and it smells no, like that's it. Like, it's like normal poop. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, how the fuck did that come out of a tiny three-year-old? <laughs> you exactly. Know? Sometimes you're like, what the fuck? And then she, she's kind of out of it now, but for the, like, I think this year, she's like, oh, well, that looks like a castle. Like she was like <laughs> telling us, She's like, oh, that's like the letter C. I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. That's accurate. It's, it's like so ropey. It's so ropey. Yeah. It's a castle. It's like, oh boy, here we go. Oh man. That when and you hear like, the castle, that's is there enough water in the toilet? <laughs> is it stacking? Yeah, well, she's so far forward too, you know. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. So it hits the front. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like it's the one thing that drives me nuts that she does is you know. You always hear like, don't leave your toothbrush out in your bathroom because when you flush it, just yeah. all the poo goes everywhere. She'll flush it. She's like got her head until they're like watching. She's like, oh, I want to see it go. I'm like, I'm just imagining <laughs> poo face. <laughs> we call that get schist. Your head out of the fucking <laughs> yeah, like shitty mist. I get it. <laughs> hey man, what's on your face? You're glowing. It's schist. That's what we it's we had that talk when we were, when I used to work at, in, in corporate office because you know the toilets don't have any toilet lids, right? It's just a toilet seat, and so every time you flush, it, there's no cover. It's just schist in the air everywhere. So when you walk in there, even yeah. if you're just going number one, you're covered in shit. <laughs> that was our big conversation. Yeah. I just you know that's another thing. I don't really like public bathrooms. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For that so, and many other reasons. When you have to take oh, yeah, her. Tell you, this bathroom I was just in in this resort in Ireland was amazing. It was immaculate. Yeah. And over there, all they have, like over here, it's like our most of our public bathrooms are pretty disgusting, right? Like there's openness in the bottom. You can see people's feet, and it just makes shit awkward. It's like, what's what's up, bro? You know, right? Over there, it's like everything's like the independent little rooms, right? And it's all clean and nice, and the sinks are awesome, I'm like man 
but their toilets were just a little bit different you know it's kind of awkward but it's not like you know asian countries where you get like a hole in the ground and there's no seat it's like the ground you have to right? hover in, the, in a hole yeah that that's always fun I'm trying to hold toilet paper because there's nowhere to put it and like keep it dry and you're like doing this hover thing and you got your phone and you're like the fuck and my shorts are touching <laughs> it's just always something that's like a whole thing man just like pooing in different countries i don't remember yeah. i don't remember pooping one in those, other countries one of those things you gotta learn like i don't think i, I don't think i ever pooped in mexico uh, mexico's mostly like here yeah I don't remember pooping there. Obviously, I stayed in Jamaica for a week, so I, I pooped there, but that was a resort, so it was just like a regular toilet. This one time, there's like a big, like 50 gallon drum or one of those huge oil drums on, mm -hmm. you know, and it's full of fresh, fresh water, and there's a ladle. <laughs> they don't use toilet paper, bro. They use a ladle. And I'm sitting there, just like, okay, again, basic conceptualization. I get it, but how the fuck do you do this? <laughs> it's like, uh, like, do you use your hand? I don't know. Like, nobody tells you these norms, right? Right. It's like, well, that's our toilet. You're like, well, that's the... not my toilet. So how the fuck do you use it? Right. You walk in there. Like, Where's the three seashells? Idea, but... Where's the three seashells? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, am I the fucking weird one for using my hand to scoop, or is that just like a normal thing? You know, I don't know. <laughs> so there's all these things you just don't know. But anyway, I have not yeah. traveled enough to know that. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still over here using you know regular ass toilet paper and and occasionally a wet wipe. And I got I got half my friends going bidet, man. You gotta, you need to get a bidet. Dude, bidets. Uh, I don't hate them, but the ones I have used were like very like very nice, like in a resort or like at a very nice Airbnb. So I haven't used like a you know a normal public one. I right. think that would be fairly disgusting. But the warming seat, the little choo-choo, not bad. I'm not opposed to it. Well, I just I remember like when, the, when the pandemic first hit and toilet paper was like scarce, people, a lot of people went and got bidets. Yeah. Like got, they installed it in their yeah. bathrooms and stuff. And I had a lot of friends that were like, I'll never go back. Like, you know, I got toilet yeah. paper there. It's there, but, you know, bidet all day. Yeah, I think if I, like if I bought a new house or built one or whatever, I'm fairly certain that I will put one in the master bathroom because... I don't know if you need it in a guest bathroom, but for your own, uh, for your own personal shitter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sold to the point where I would, I would definitely want one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if Tiffany was more like, Oh, I'm curious about her. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, okay, cool. But if, if she doesn't care, I don't care. You know, she's, she's a big wet wipe fan. So she just, you know, wet wipes her days. She keeps upgrading different ones. Like, Oh, this one's like better for the environment. This one's better for this. I'm like, as long as my finger doesn't go through the fucking shit and hit me in the, in the butthole, I'm fine. That's your angle. You got to watch the approach there, bud. Yep. Yep. You still can't flush those things. I'm man. pretty aggressive, you know? Yeah. I rub until there ain't nothing in those, those blood. <laughs> exactly. Then you get the little toilet paper crumblies. Right? <laughs> what were those called? Little balls of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I forget what it, uh, well, I mean, I know the, the dingleberries, but I, I just, when anytime I think about that, I think about, uh, Jason Muse, Jane Silent Bob, when he talks about like the rolling papers, like, what are these rolling papers for? He's like, they're for my, they're for my butt when I get the the dingleberries or something. Like that. Yeah, he has a whole line about. Oh, it. It's been so long since since I've seen that movie. It's been so long, but he has a whole spiel about that. It's hilarious. Another case in which a bidet would be awesome, right? Yeah, exactly. Just wash that out. 
hose that fucker down and good to go. <laughs> so How speaking of that, I don't know. We, we were talking about kids and pooping. Yeah. But I was going to say, so you, you met, you mentioned, uh, your a recent trip in Ireland, your bathroom was really nice. So you just were in Ireland for a week Yeah. for work. Yeah. Cause you're now you work for a, a, a global company. Yeah. A global foundation, which many of you may have known and are used literally every day. Right. And so this is like your first, uh, I mean, this is really like your first trip in a long time, right? Like the last time you traveled internationally, the, the Vietnamese, um, to Vietnam for the wedding. Yep. That was the last one. Um, yeah, because then it was pretty much just like new job stuff, and mm-hmm. then COVID hit, so pretty much didn't do anything from there. But yeah, this is like the first like big trip and the first like kind of company offsite that everybody was having kind of after the whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. and all the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. despite what one country may be doing versus another, well, you know, just my small team, I think we're in like six or seven different countries. <laughs> so right. It's like, we all have our different things, so it's like hard to get everybody together. But yeah, it was the first like big trip, and then was like the day that literally the day before I was going, like Mara was kind of like sick that night, uh, coughing, and just like, where's that cough coming from? It's weird, but otherwise she didn't seem bad. And in the morning, just Amy's like, we sh- we should test her. I'm like, all right, like we've done this twenty times, and she's always negative, positive. So she had COVID the day before I was going and I hadn't seen them. Like I wasn't around Amy and Mara cause they went to like her mom's. So I was like, all right, like there's a whole day of like, I didn't, I wasn't around her much. So I think I might be good. So I just put a mask on and that night I stayed in a hotel cause I didn't want to like ruin going on this trip. Right. right. <clears throat> so I was just testing. I got the, like the big test at CVS the day of, I was like, well, that's negative. And did like, couple rats the rapid antigens before that or after that and was like all right i'm good like i've tested all i can so i'm gonna get on this flight uh yeah three and a half to chicago and then like seven seven something hours to ireland to dublin get off it's hot as fuck there because europe was having that super heat wave thing Mm -hmm. so i'm like in this little taxi cab with definitely not enough circulation. <laughs> got the little windows that pop sideways, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like, really? Like, that's it? And he's got this whole plastic thing. So I'm in this little gerbil <laughs> bubble container of plastic that I'm just hot. And I'm just like, <gasps> so that was my first, like, hey, welcome to Ireland. It's hot as fuck and there's no air conditioning anywhere. Right. Um, and then my room wasn't ready. So I was like sitting in the lobby, just like sweating super tired because i could not sleep on the airplane because they give us economy tickets they don't pay for business class or whatever despite having a friend that's high up at american airlines who put me on the standby for biz class there was just like the flights were packed and there were canceled flights so there's so many people on mine i just i never got the upgrade <clears throat> so yeah I was up for a long, long, long time. Couldn't sleep. Room wasn't ready. Finally got in my room. No air conditioning. Just died for like a half. I I did like a two-hour nap just because I'm like, you don't want to sleep too long because it'll screw up the jet lag thing. You got to get back on that time. Right. I had meetings in the morning and all that. So anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I spent like a day at the spa because I'm like, I got to unfuck my back from those flights. Uh, got a massage, was in the sauna, in the pools, did all that. And then that day I tested positive and that was fun. So basically I was quarantined in my room for the entire week something I was in Ireland. Oh, Except for like a half a day. Right. Yeah, I know. When when you when you told me that Mara tested positive, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the timing was the, the worst. The worst. Like, it like couldn't have been worse. The weekend you're getting ready to leave, and then I, so it was, it was a two. I mean, to me, it was like it was a twofold thing, right? So it was like your daughter's got it, and then shortly after, Amy got it, and you're getting ready to leave. So your your first thought is like, even if I don't get it, like I want to be here to help them and be with them and and make sure everything's fine. And then you and say so you test pot negative, you're fine. You're like, all right, fuck it, I guess I'm going. You go, and then you test positive, and now you're fucking stuck in Ireland during a heat wave with no AC. <laughs> like it just compounded, man. It was just like bam, 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 bam. It was it was a rough couple weeks. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, any parent knows when your kid's sick, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot of medicine you can even give them mm -hmm. if you wanted to, right? For us, we'll just take Tylenol and NyQuil and all this, and you can sort of mitigate pain and annoyances and things like that. Kids, you really can't do that, not when they're that young. I mean, there's like a couple things you can do, but it's basically, here's some ice chips and some popsicles and a cracker, and hopefully you don't barf everywhere. And, <laughs> but then they're always, they're home, they can't go anywhere. Uh, and then, like, the only family that we have to watch kids is immunocompromised, so... They don't want, they can't see the kid when she's sick because they can't get sick. Right. So we're just all alone. Right. And then it was Amy all alone because I was leaving the country. So, right. And she was the one, she's like, you got to go. This is a big trip. It's blah, blah. It's great. You're negative. Just get out of here. And so it was like this mad rush to like get everything out of here. And, uh, and then I tested positive and was in quarantine over there. Couldn't do any of the team offsite stuff. So, I know you were stoked, man. You were you were talking about like the, like the you know the whiskeys and the beers and the go you know go actually look. Have you ever been to Ireland before? Is that your first time? Was that was that your no, first time? Never. This is my first time to Ireland. Yeah. Ever. So you were like stoked to like check out some some stuff that you you know not I mean, like not full touristy, to like but you know pay a little bit. Yeah. I've been to London a bunch, but um, yeah, just like I did hit one pub on the one night with one of my team members. He's from I think he's from Ottawa. Uh, was hanging out with him and we had some good Guinness pours at a local pub probably the youngest dudes there <laughs> a bunch of old guys that probably live there you know right but it was right next to a weir which was cool on the river what's that uh, what that is a weir it's kind of like a little you know like the water tables so it steps water or oh, you yeah. can let boats in and out okay uh, like a lock sort of thing like they can lower and whatever so when the river's higher you get this this section there you go in and lower it and then you can go out there gotcha like locks and there's a weir is just like a smaller hmm. well anyway um just like ireland shit right sure mossy stuff everywhere is great uh i want i went there because they had fried mushrooms on their on their menu on their website i was like fuck fried mushrooms are like the best thing on the planet and then the kitchen was closed because i learned Pretty much everything in Ireland closes at 8 p.m. Didn't know that. So had a, uh, a liquid dinner <laughs> filled with Guinness, black and tans, 
uh and then that was yeah that was the only night i got to do anything that was the only night i got like a legit guinness pour and supposed to go sailing that didn't happen obviously yeah. i'm gonna go do like the jameson tour just to have some whiskey and yeah so i don't know i gotta go there some other time when i don't have covid and have to be locked in a hotel room that was fun not well and then and to, like i said the the make it even worse is that you you're just you know you don't like heat you don't like the hot like you complain about arizona's heat all the time and so you're there stuck in a hotel room with no air conditioning like you know it's like just the uh, worst case scenario for chuck <laughs> it was pretty rough yeah and it was just like at that point i just had to laugh right i was like this is like the most fucked up, up it's the most fucked up like situation like every nothing went right at all honestly at that point you have to like look back and go what you the fuck crash. did i do what the fuck did i do wrong what where where's this karma coming from <laughs> yeah if that existed but yeah it's just everything went wrong right the airplane landed i didn't die or anything right so that's good right that's i mean that like literally amy and i had that conversation we're like literally the only thing that we can say positive about right now is that we're all alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were all just that low right it was like oh my God. mentally we were just like screwed oh so man bad. so i got a lot of room service you know mm, there you go did they pay for teammates. that did they take uh, your room service partially Some there's like a per diem okay like all these makes sense so i gotta yeah so i have a per diem i can do but um like some of it was just like like breakfast is always free but you get an eight dollar tray fee because they gotta bring it to your room whatever right. or eight eight euro sorry which right now is about eight dollars as well so right uh and it was also funny because like for the first time in like what 40 years or something the u.s dollar was more than the euro so while I was there, they're like, when you like do a card, the little thing, it's like, do you want to pay in US dollars or do you want to pay in euros? And I was like, euros, man, cheaper. Absolutely. So, but now I was like flipping like five euros to every time the person would come up to the room. So everybody liked me probably. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that guy's fucking tips good. Let's get up there. <laughs> oh, another order from him. Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. I, I've also, never. They put lime and Coke. Did you know that? That's a thing. I ordered a Coke because I was like, I was just tired of drinking water at that mm -hmm. point. I'm like, somebody bring me something other than a fucking water. Right. Um, or tea. They put milk and tea. Hmm. Uh, I tried it. It's not horrible. It's just not really my thing. I also don't really like tea that much, but that was interesting. Uh, anyway, yeah, every Coke I ordered, it came with a glass with ice and lime wedges. Hmm. I mean, that's it's a I thing. Know. I know a lot of people like, like lime in their soda and their colas. Uh, so I guess that's where it comes from. I also yeah. know that like ice is not a normal thing either. A lot of a lot of places not there. No. Yeah, they I don't think do in ice. the resort. I think it's fairly common, but like if you go to restaurants or anything, like all, any water, anything, it's always uh, room temperature, and they do all the sparkling crap by default. And I, you know, order flat water. You're definitely an American, right? Or right. still, right. still or flat, depending on what country you're in. Um, I just don't understand the carbonated shit. I don't get it. Like, why would you want carbonated water? You take one drink and you burp. I just, this is a dumb American thing that I just can't get. My head no, no, no. Because no. I mean, like, that's like LaCroix, like, right? Like, it's it's bubbly water yeah. with a hint of a fruit. But it's not flavored. Right. No, I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. But it's like, 
with the LaCroix stuff, it's cool to have that once in a while. Cause it's like, Oh man, like I feel like a beer or soda, but I don't want either of those. So right. I just drink water. Like that's fine. Yep. But like, I have one of those and I'm just like, you just burp. It's like so much carbonation. And over there, it's like, everybody just drinks. When you ask for water, you're going to get sparkling water. Oh, that's, that's water. the default, huh? Yeah. Oh, you have to ask for flat or still water, depending on what country you're in. Interesting. I want to guess that. Have it. That's pretty much only like American tourists, really. Like all of Europe, it's like pretty much all. See, I wouldn't mind that if, if like I got served limes with it too, or lemon, right? Because like even then, I like I like vodka soda. Like if I'm at a bar, a certain bar, and like I just look over the shelf and I don't see anything like that come down to me, I'm like, I'll take a you know whatever citrus vodka you have was absolute kettle one whatever, and and soda, and then just squeeze a, a lemon or a lime in it. Like I actually I like that. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. It's just like, you know, when you're really thirsty and you just want to, like, chug something. Like, right. I don't want fucking carbonation. Like, That's right. It's just, it's just awkward. Yeah. And you have flat water, and it's just like, what? Like, yeah, the, the water without bubbles, can I have that? Boring. Yeah, yeah boring American. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're back. Like, the accents are great, mostly. Right. Uh, but then sometimes they speak Gaelic. And that is not anything you can understand. Uh, and then some of them have a very strong accent and speak very fast. Like the bartender could barely understand what the fuck he was saying. He's, he's speaking English, but it's always like very short words and like super fast. Mm -hmm. And they say a couple words are like a little different. So first night in the bar, he's like, what was what a year old? I'm like, what did he say? I, and then everybody looks at you like, come on, you, do you want this? I'm like, right. I don't know what the fuck you just said to me. So... I had to get used to that a little bit, but at least uh, most of the time, especially like some of the room service people would say something. I'm like, what? It's like, say it again. The accent's like, so oh, thick. Okay. You can't even, see, you can't even understand English. Like, like room service. I just order and hang up. Cause I don't know what the fuck is loud as hell in the kitchen. And then they'd say something. And I'm like, I literally have no idea what you just said. I like put in my order and it's like room two, one, two. And like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, thanks. Like, <laughs> Everything showed up fine, so we're good. I just I don't know what the fuck they were asking me. Yeah, it's weird. I love the accents. That's one thing when I went to um, Epcot in, at Disney World in Florida. When you go to Epcot, you know, they have all the different countries around the lake, and you drink around the world, right? Like, that's the thing, you know, we would do. And every country had actual people from the country. They did this two-year, uh, like, visa. Concept. Yeah. yeah. So they would bring yeah, them over and they house them and, and pay for them. And they'd be there for two years and then they'd have to go back, you know, to wherever they're from. But so you'd have legit people from France and Italy and all, you know, all that stuff it was awesome. And so my favorite thing to do is when I walked up there, I asked them the same question and I'd be like, um, so how long have you been here? You know, or, or, uh, I said something to just to invoke a conversation just cause I wanted to hear their accent. I just wanted to hear right. their actual accent. Right. So and so, yep. Let's get them to talk. I loved it. That was one cool thing I liked about, I don't really like much about cruises, other than the fact that pretty much everybody working on a cruise is from everywhere you're not. Yeah. And it's cool because you get to meet, it's just like a weird way to meet a lot of people quickly and hear all those different accents and just quips, you know, the yep. way they talk, the way they say things. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because I think they also have it on there like where they're from too, right? They'll say their name and then where they're from. Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it was in Disney. It was just like Veronica, France, and then you know you're I go like I'll take whatever, and they're like I'm like oh, I love it. 
Yeah, that's your big. Uh, that's your big uh, traveling the world. <laughs> the traveling the world with the Disney. <laughs> We gotta it's get true. you out of the country there. Buddy. It's true. I, you know what? I, I do. I, I want to. Um, we were supposed to go on a cruise in 2020. So when the pandemic Those hit, we were supposed. You, know, I know, I know. But that was like our next big trip. Was, is Tiffany wanted to take the kids on a cruise because the kids never been on a cruise, and uh, we tried in the past, and some other family members would never go because they were they were scared of just being on a cruise. Like they were like literally scared of their kids being on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Things barely a boat. It's like a city that moves. Yeah, and like you don't feel those things moving at all. Well, not even that. Like, it's a railing system. Like the kid could jump off the side of a building. Like you're saying on looking over the Hoover Dam, you could like it's the same thing. Like for yeah. if, you know, for a kid to fall off the fucking boat is the same as a kid falling off of uh, any other railing system, right? Like whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's also super rare. And the only time this has ever happened, it's usually like somebody doing it on purpose or something. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so that we were playing like screw it, we're just going to do the four of us, and then it, you know, of course, COVID happened, and we didn't go on any, on any cruises. And even now, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I want to. Like, I want to go back on a cruise. Guaranteed I, to get it right. <laughs> like that's that's how I'm thinking. I'm like, Ugh. so I told Tiffany, I said, we'll just we'll wait a few more years. Like, there's definitely other things we can go do. Um, <clears throat> next year is our 20 year wedding anniversary, and. Daniel. So I've been like kicking on the idea, like, is that the year that we plan? Like, cause we've never been to Hawaii, right? Like, do we plan like a, a trip to Hawaii or some other like tropical, like even like even go back to Jamaica and actually doing Jamaica, right? Cause like we went, we, we thought like, oh, it's Jamaica. Like, even if it's a cheap resort, it's still Jamaica. No, there's definitely a big difference between like the sandals and the couples. And then the shit that we oh, went yeah. to, I was like, oh, God, we got yeah. gypped. So I was like, like, I maybe, like, I've been to Dominican Republic. I'm like, you're on a resort. You right. Didn't go well, we went into town. We went into town and we went, you know, we did the shops and stuff and we were supposed to go do the, uh, the falls, but something happened with like the vehicle that we were supposed to go on. So we like, they were like, we're not doing any more tours because we need to get everybody back to, you know, back to the tours, the, the resorts and shit. So we didn't get a chance to do the falls. We were supposed to do like the, what's it called? The Dundee Falls or... I don't know. I've never been to Jamaica. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I kicked around the idea and, I, and so like I wanted to start talking to Tiffany now about it. Cause I'm like, let's your planner. I know you, you're like, you need a plan. So let's figure out what we want to do, lock it in and then just start, you know, saving, planning, whatever. But, uh, but you know, like that's, that's one of the things too, like, you know, Hawaii or, um, I, I definitely want to do Europe. Like my, my littlest brother's done a backpack to tour through Europe after he graduated high school. I, you know, him and his girlfriend flew to New York. They were there for two days and then they flew to Europe and they were there for a month. And so he's got, you know, all kinds of crazy stories. And I know Tiffany couldn't do, I don't think Tiffany could do hostels and stuff. Um, no, you're too old to do that shit. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what the, you know, because the way he explained it. Hostels is like when you're just like broke as fuck and you're just trying to like, you know, right. buy coffee your way. <laughs> Can I trade you uh, this tea for that? No, you don't need to do hostels. It'd be awkward, I think. I don't sure. know. I'm sure some people do it, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's something, something to look into. Like, I definitely, I definitely, definitely want to go to Japan at some point. Like, I like that. I, I very much love the Japanese culture, the food, um, the architecture. You know, fucking bonsai, like ninjas. Like, I love all. I like. I just love all the culture. And so, like, I even like the tech side too. Like, just knowing how like tech, you know, how their cities look and, and tech and stuff. Like, I follow enough Instagram accounts and couple of live streamers that you know will irl stream through there and i'm like i definitely want to do that but even then like i don't know is that something where you just go for a week 
do you, you know, well, I'm going to Asia, might as well make, make it a month and go to like all these other countries. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know the best way to do if that. If you're doing like one place, like if you're just doing Tokyo, you could probably do a week. But if you want to go up to like Kyoto, uh, I would want to do both or a few different things, Okinawa, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. food's different here and there and party scene's a little bit different. And I actually have a very good contact that lives in Japan. So when, it's always kind of like been an open invite. Uh, and then a friend of ours uh, was there a while ago. I think it was before COVID. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's definitely one of these trips I want to take. I want to eat and drink my way through. I also like want to go to South Korea for the same reason. Thailand would be amazing. Vietnam's really great. Definitely going to go back there because we have friend, family, mm-hmm. ton, you know, now we have family essentially that lives there. So right. that's always an open invite as well. So it's just getting there as a motherfucker. Cause <laughs> what was that flight from SFO to Taiwan was what 12 or something. It's just like, ugh. and now to do that with a kid. Right. Ooh, I'm not into that. Well, and that's the thing too, like with, with Tiffany and I talking about it, it's like, okay, do we plan these trips with the kids without the kids? Like, obviously it's, it's more expensive. You're adding two more, humans and at this point they're adults right so it's like you know where's that line at and i told her i was like you know at what point like i want like i said i want to visit other continents i definitely want to go to these other countries and so it's like it to me it's more of a drive than her like she's like yeah yeah cool like you know i'd like to visit sometime but it's not like this i want to go i want to go right she doesn't have that i want to go shit shit she won't even like she she doesn't like to fly to the east coast and spend two thousand dollars on flights just to get there She's like two thousand dollars. We could spend a week in California. I'm like, yeah, I well, I understand that, but she has a hard time spending the money just for that. So then, like I said, trying to make these trips that are even longer, like, I mean, you have to want to get out of the U.S. thing, mm-hmm. right? You're never going to learn about people and cultures if you don't get out of the U.S. Right. Or a resort. Right. right. Like, I've been to Mexico. And it's like, you've been to like fucking sandals. That's <laughs> basically a white people island in the middle of fucking Mexico. It's not Mexico. Right. <laughs> I'll admit though, like, they spoke Spanish. It's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> but you see, need to like go out into the city. So, Mexico is per- perfect example, right? Like, right. I see my friends post their pictures and, the, you know, the resorts are beautiful. The weather's beautiful. Like, they're getting, you know, serviced and it's all inclusive. And that sounds awesome. But like, that's where I'm like, if I'm going to go, that's where I want to go because I feel safe. I feel like it's like you said, the Americanized, well, like, right. Mexico is probably the wrong conversation to have about safe versus not like, you know, Europe or Ireland. No, no, no. But, but I'm saying specifically in Mexico is where we live. Like it's so, it's so convenient to get there. To. Yeah. Like I have friends, Point. Rocky Point, Cabo. Like I have, you know, friends that just recently, just recently went and I'm like, oh man, like I've never been. I literally have never been to any of those like touristy spots. I took a cruise to Ensenada. We walked through Ensenada, went to yep. Papa's and beer. Yep. You know, went to the fish market, had some ceviche and some fucking camarones and everything was You're great. Getting a curated experience. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Not, but like you hear the stories out of there and I'm like, I don't know if I want to like be walking around down there or driving my well, vehicle in there. You know, you know, like down there. I mean, obviously Mexico is a different story than Europe or something, but sure. Uh, Rocky Point safe just because they know the white people bring money and they don't really fuck with that. As long as you don't start shit when you're trying to buy 
uh, mota or any sort of, sort of drogas, you know? Right. Uh, as long as you're not doing any of that, you're not pushing too many buttons, you're causing a big scene, you're fine down there. Cabo, pretty much the same. I've walked from like downtown Cabo to the resort, which is like through neighborhoods and stuff. Mm-hmm. A little sketchy, but you know, nothing big. These days it might be a little more. But the big thing is you got to look at the trap, the where the trafficking lines are, because that's where you get all the problems. So like you get down south, uh, like what Puerto Vallarta, that's like kind of right just off of one of the main routes, right? And it's like, I don't think I'd go there. And even recently, like Cancun, get all these dudes on wave runners just show up to the beach, you know, with guns and shit. And you're like, hmm, hmm, it's getting a little <laughs> scary. Cause I, well, you haven't been to Cancun, but when you go to Cancun, the airport's like way up here. And like, even to get to the resorts or down south, uh, is a drive and like on that road you can see pullouts for like tires pull out and those buses get pulled over all the time that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah that's the so, shit that's I mean, yeah. it's like now i don't know i get really hard into the whole cartel shit because i watch a lot of that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. I pay attention to it and i have you know military friends that have worked uh there you know friends and family right um so i definitely know more than most people and it's like most of the time it's safe it can go but you know if things go hairy it goes bad quick that's the only thing but if you're like going to like europe or something like there's there's no issues over there really sure yeah you know middle east i don't i wouldn't go there not the way i look i'm gonna get harassed or there's so many places like I would love to go just for the culture and the food, like mm-hmm. Iran. Like, oh my god, the food is fucking amazing. Uh, but I'm not going over there looking the way I look, you know. Right, I look right. like a military guy from America. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. right, or like Russia, you know. It's like that dude that's uh, in captivity right now, and yeah, uh, you know, he's a spy. It's like, nah, he's just drunk, you know, but. Yeah, I'm not pushing those sort of buttons, but Europe's safe, right? Yeah, yeah. Croatia, yeah. Germany, anywhere in Europe, like any of that stuff. I'm probably going to go to Belgium here for work, and, I'll, and that's probably the next trip just because uh, we have so many people very close to Belgium. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of places to travel to that I, you know, I would love to go, and I never will. There's places like Mexico where I'm like, eh, kind of give that a time out. Yeah. Or go with a group, right? If you're with a big group, you're probably fine. Nobody will mess with you. Again, as long as you're not flashy and driving some $150,000 Jeep. Well, if you're flashy and driving an off-road vehicle, guess who wants it? Right, <laughs> right. right. So, um, That's the thing, putting, yeah. your, putting, putting your, yourself in those situations. I get it. Yeah, and you just got to, down there especially, you just can't look for trouble because it is definitely there, and it will find you if you want it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the that's thing. I, those, I, I want to, right? yeah, I want to, I, I want to travel and, um, you know, I, I feel like we're, we're getting to the, for, for us is we're getting to the end of the, of the parent stage, right. Where the kids are self-sufficient doing their own thing. And we've definitely taken like, you know, uh, weekend trips, uh, left the kids home alone. You know, again, they're very self-sufficient here drives. They both have money. They have, there's food, there's hell we've got cameras now and tracking apps and all that stuff. So we know, what the kids are doing and what they're at and stuff like that. So there's a lot more, I think even more, uh, what do you call it? Like 
we feel more we feel more comfortable doing that now than even like when we were kids like our parents had no way to know where we were at what we were doing you know it's it's right. a completely different world now so but also nobody gave a shit in the 80s true yeah, just be home by dark yep lights come on be home <laughs> yeah can you imagine doing that now with like you know fifth graders or something i'd be like ooh. yep what's that guy in that van doing i've definitely thought about that like when when bryce was specifically bryce <laughs> was like sixth grade and he wanted to go do something and we're thinking about like okay, how far that is that and i'm like well when i was his age i was doing this this and this and i rode my bike this many miles to go to a friend's house or hell yeah. crossing the major intersections to go to the park and i was riding my bike around in the park like you know yep dude i would ride for miles like go to some far off lake go mm-hmm. fishing or swimming mm-hmm. all on my own. <laughs> nobody gave a shit back then yep it's like I don't know. It's like, did all these weird problems exist back then? Probably, but now we just hear about them. We know about seconds. them. Yep. That's that's yeah. how I, I I feel that same way though. I feel like that's exactly it. the the world is not that much different. Obviously, there's more people, but like, it's just one of those. All of these things happen. We just didn't hear about it the moment it happened. The only way you'd hear about it is if you caught the ten o'clock news or if you opened up the newspaper the next day, which you know only certain people did that. And then it's like, oh, did you hear about so and so? It's like you know the gossip on the front porch. Nowadays, you're literally like, ding, like four different notifications go off. Breaking news, ah, you know, amber yeah. alerts and silver alerts and, you know, I all had, that stuff. Most of my family was like uh, police. Like my my dad was fireman and uh, my uncle was like state cop. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, we always heard about all the things that went down, but it was like, oh, you live in a safe neighborhood. Nothing ever happens. Right. And I think like the first year I went to college, there was like, literally like a shooting at like kind of like a Safeway, like the store like the shopping or the grocery store that you know you'd been to every day right. since you were a tiny little kid and right like, that doesn't happen here what the fuck like nobody's even heard of the little town i grew up on but all of a sudden it was all over the news so it's like shit can happen anywhere it's just like now you just hear about it all the time so um yeah interesting yeah that's true not letting my three-year-old run around anywhere just yet so uh, i got a little <laughs> little time to think about a few more years yeah you got a few more years go to pool parties with friends that are having birthdays right yeah yeah you're in like that little stage sander is turning three just come over to our very quaint pool party eric ergo two million dollar mansion <laughs> all mara's friends are rich <laughs> like goddamn, feel safe in that house it's okay we went to pool parties. They literally hired lifeguards for three-year-olds. I mean, it makes sense, right? But it's like, that's the kind of... That's awesome. That's actually yeah. awesome. It's like, oh, this cooler's full of Trulies. This one has this. There's a whiskey over here. I'm like, bro, it's eight, nine in the morning. I mean... You're like, my kind of party. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Like, Amy, you want to drive, drive home? All right, cool. Oh, man. Yeah. So we're just doing that kind of stuff right now. Little little top birthday parties. and. Yep. I think it's a way for parents to be like, look at my house and look what I created. Right. It's like, oh, we're in, we're in real estate finance. Nothing big. <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I'm an internet nerd. I, I build shit that you use on the internet. And they're like, oh, that's, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> Zen, little boy, come here. It's like, it's like, We've been in some very stuffy little birthday parties. <laughs> oh, man. 
Okay. Well, most people are nice. I just feel like it's his parents showing off all. The yeah, time. yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, what that's what Facebook and, and Instagram started a with. Jumpy house. Right. Yeah. I know. But that's how that started, though, He's right? Like, Hi, that's that's me. <laughs> that's that was literally me. Hey, look at me. Look at I created. <laughs> yeah. What's that new? The current trending sound. It's like if you create people, I've created people. I've made people, or whatever that sound is on right. TikTok and Instagram right, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people just have kids to parade them around, which is funny because you being a YouTuber, your kids on YouTube, but now like having a kid on YouTube or whatever is like the, that's how you make money on YouTube. Have another kid. Right. Yeah. That yeah. was definitely a running a joke. Vlog channel. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's still, I mean, I guess it still is family names. I've fallen out of that, you know, that whole circle. Like I don't, I don't follow YouTubers and, and, uh, I mean, even like the friends that I made on YouTube, I literally only know what's going on with them because of Instagram. Like, I don't even think they're, many of them are just insufferable. It's like, Oh, look at these new clothes that she's wearing today. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And like that one video that blew up with Mara, you know, she Mm kind of went TikTok famous, Mm -hmm. uh, unintentionally. Mm -hmm. The, uh, I still to this day, man, on Instagram, I get the things. It's like, hey, clothing brand for toddlers. Like, we'll send you all this stuff if you, you know, do this video. And I'm like, I literally give zero fucks about that. Like, I will buy her her own clothes. It's fine. (laughs) I don't want your shit. Right. But it's like people thrive. Like, oh, my God, look, we got another one. We get free clothes. Dress them up. And Mm -hmm. like your kid is like your little showpiece. It's fucking weird, man. Anyway. I don't get it. It's, hey, it's different times. Bad. Like we, we, we had a brief conversation in discord a couple of nights ago and you know, some, someone you brought up, you posted an article about something, something happened on TikTok. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and someone had responded with a, with a real life, uh, you know, experience that they had with their kid. And my immediate thought was, is like, I understand, like, even with you, like you specifically, the reason why you don't post photos of Mara and, and share like, you know, stuff digitally with her. Like, I understand where you're coming from and I understand why you're choosing to do that. But even like the, the other person's story, like hearing like their reaction and the way they, what they, you know, their thought process about it, just, you know, they're being weirdos out there. Right. And like, you don't know what they're doing with the photos and stuff. And it's like, I get that. I understand that I do, but on the, on, on another like way, like another way of thinking is like, that's like saying like, I'm not going to drive because there's drunk drivers out there. There's people out there that are legally blind driving and they could hit me. So I'm not going to drive is like, like where like I try to like, I guess, rationalize that. Like I would rather post my photos of my kids for a, for like quick, like I talk about on stream. Like I I bring up a memory. I literally go to my Instagram and pull up the photo and then show it off. Like, Oh yeah, this is the photo I was talking about. Remember when this happened or, you know, I have friendly and fams and friendly. Like for example, here's a good example. I would love to have more photos of Mara. I would love to see more videos of Mara, like see what she's doing. Cause you're a friend of mine. She's, she's, you know, uh, I love, I love her. Like she's a great little kid, but you don't post anything. So it's like, I have to like go to you and say, Hey, can you send me a photo of Mara? Can you send me what she's doing right now? What's the last video you sent me? Like it, that seems more awkward and weird, right? Like I'm asking you to, for you to send photos. Whereas if you just post them online, then all your friends and family that want to follow you get to see them and get to see all the little memories and the moments that, and, that you share as, with Mara, you know, like that's, that's where my brain goes. I mean, Maybe I'm just naive. I'm not, I, I, like I said, I trust me. I know that there's fucking weirdos out there and freaks out there. I see you, my two YouTube analytics. I know what videos are getting views. I know where the comments are. Like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, 
that guy that's sitting on the park bench over there watching your kid on the swing you know you know it's like you're yeah you you have to like go you have to be think about that shit all the time and i'm the other way around i just don't think about it at all like yeah there's there's well, shit yeah. going on out there i get it i get it but you don't you also don't have a little kid in this new world right true the new world of accessibility right true the thing that you referenced the news story is that these moms on TikTok have realized that hey like these very innocent videos or photos of their kids are being saved hundreds of thousands of times absolutely right? and that's a volume i get I'm that just sitting there in their leotard outfit and there's six hundred thousand saves like you know these moms are finally realizing like oh fuck there are other people on the internet that are looking at these photos i'm putting on it's like and at some point you have to have the the thought of is the potential for my kid to be in these circles of horrible humans Mm -hmm. being shared around is that worth the ten dollars or whatever i get on making a video right and some people have zero fucking morals and they're going to do it regardless because I, know, I totally get that. And again, that the deeper you go, the more you unravel it. I totally get that. And like you said, right. and that specific article, hundreds of thousands of downloads. That's well, yeah, obvious. And that's new. And I just posted it because I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like, why do you think <laughs> the kid is so popular? Right. Like, do you really think everybody gives that many fucks about your kid versus theirs? Right. Like, yeah, there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there and they're jerking off to your little kid. So sorry that's reality people uh i mean and that's not my primary thing from not posting stuff about mara no, 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 no i know yeah i know um i'm more in the like the ai the artificial intelligence and machine learning side of things where i right now like based on facial characteristics that i can build a robot to go look for i can send an advertisement for something based on biological markers or you know Basically, you're putting out a ton of, you know, this goes back to the retargeting basic stuff. It's like, oh, I thought about these shoes and all of a sudden I see the discount. It's like, yeah, well, you did enough on the internet for me to understand that you want those fucking shoes. So I'm going to give you a little, you know, a little carrot. little nudge. I've done this for decades on the internet and people are finally trying to figure out. They're like, oh, this is how this works. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, paying my, my income for the last decade or more. Uh... So, I mean, I know where stuff like that's going. I know the cata- the catalogization of things, TikTok, that thing's reading every single thing that you're doing in the app, not on the app. It's reading everything. You can derive a lot of information from people that people share freely just mm-hmm. because, you know, they want the coolest buzz video on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Instagram certainly not. Uh, innocent by any means facebook's horrible uh but i mean yeah it's artificial intelligence stuff it's like you know they could see you know just like in your background i can build a quite a good picture if i didn't know who you are right uh based on just stuff in your thing and a, a robot does that in milliseconds zillions of times a day and they're building a profile about you so my whole thing is like after what she was like, what, one or something or one and a half or something is kind of when I did the cutoff and I told family, I'm like, you take photos, but don't post your shit. Uh, and even like when she was born, I didn't post the photo on the day she was born. I didn't say like, oh, she was this big and this much weight and whatever. It's like, that's all data. And everybody's like, what are you scared about? Are they going to, 
know that she was, you know, nine pounds, whatever. Like, no, but you're building a profile. And if you give you a few data points, you can make a picture out of that, right? So it's like, hey, she's, you know, today she's 33 inches tall and this tall or in this weight. And then, you know, five months later, you post something like this, like, okay, well, now I have three data points where I can build something off of Like, now I know she's going to wear, you know, three t-shirts based on the thing you've told me. So I can give you advertisements for that. So it's that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to keep her out of until the point where she can kind of understand that, hey, when you do things, like there are companies and things building profiles around you and that's your decision. But uh, right now I'm just trying to keep as much as I can away from that just because I know where the data is and the data is not as private as people think it is. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. Like I mean, we've had conversations, so I, I know a bit about that just from those conversations. And so it's, I, I think it's interesting because as a general Joe Schmo consumer, whatever you want to call it, like, like I, like you saying that, like what everything you just said, you know, building profiles like that, my immediate re- answer or my immediate like response is like, okay, but what's like, so what? Like, so they built profiles for me so they can get better advertising. I might actually buy something now. Like what's, what's, I guess, what's the negative side of that other than the obvious, which I, I'll, I'll wait to see if you say it, but like, I know as I ask that question, like what's the, what's the problem? What's the issue with that? Hey, Clintus, I see uh, my robot is designated that you have a new bump on your face. Probably based on your profile and your search histories and everything, it's most likely cancerous. Therefore, your insurance rates are going to go up because we judge that, you know, you're a problematic case. That's one scenario out of like a zillion I could just think of right away. Where the insurance company rates raises my rates because it assumes I have cancer? Not assumes. We can tell. But I'm saying though, like that, that, so you're, okay. Is that I mean, really does that is happen that, right now? No. Is that plausible? Is the data there now to do that? Most likely. I see you're saying more automation. Will it be there in three years? Fucking hundred <laughs> percent. And if mm. you don't think big companies like that are trying to figure out ways to save money or make money based on automation, little things. Like you have this microphone, I can tell that's five years old based on uh, AI tells me it's this model. So, hey, the new one just came out. I'm going to fire off this thing to you. Uh, but see, that doesn't know, bother me. The advertising doesn't bother me. The advertising doesn't. But it's like at some point, like, I understand more about you than you know about you. Mm-hmm. And that's because of information that's out there. Now, what could anybody with a bad intent do with that? I don't know. But how much are you willing to give them to do that? Right. I understand. So, I, I get that. I guess it, it, that. I guess um, that thought, that process, that 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 style of thinking, to me, and again, this is conversations you and I've had multiple times on a personal level of like the pessimism and the preparation, like the doomsday prepping, right? Like the people that have the bunker full of food and and like I can survive it down here for a decade. And it's like in our, in, in your lifetime, like the person I'm talking to in your lifetime, how many times have you needed a bunker? How many times did your parents need a bunker? How many times did your grandparents need a bunker? Like you're prepping for something that has a X amount of percentage of happening and you feel better because you have that done. But then like how much time money, energy did you waste doing that when you could have done it, doing something else 
more productive. But, more... I mean, that's a little different, I guess, but the, the but, thing I, but I'm saying the... that, that way of thinking though, that way, I'm just saying that way of thinking like your, your thought process is this could happen. It most likely will happen at some point in the future. Don't know exactly when. So you're just prepping now for that inevitable outcome. Well, the difference is with the internet, everything's stored. Like mm -hmm. your data model is lives forever. Mm -hmm. You know, and do I want to have her have that when she's zero to whatever? That's true, I guess, because you're like you said, she, she's born in this era. And so the moment she was born, her life has started being recorded, like, so to speak. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. Like when you and I were kids, there was companies... You know, like when you and I turn 18, you just like a Gillette razor shows up. You're like, the fuck? Where did that come from? Right. You know, hospital records. That's all base. Or, the, you know, the military calls you. Hey, you're a man. And you just turned 18. Come talk to the army. Right. Like, How the fuck did they know? Well, now it's a zillion times more powerful than that. Right. right. And everybody has all that kind of information about you. So like me, like I'm good. I'm good with privacy stuff for the most part. Anybody who's smart enough can dox anybody. That's not difficult given you're very smart and you know how to do things. But I'm good with all my stuff and I understand what I put out. I'm very controlled. Like years and years and years ago, like I was the only one on Facebook that had very specific groups of people and some would see stuff and some wouldn't. And these people can't even tell that I'm doing this kind of stuff for like, you know, I had gaming profiles so I could like talk about video games at midnight instead of some client being like, why are you doing the video game and you're not working on my project? You know, right. things like that. So I'm, I'm pretty good with what's out there about me. Uh, but that's, I've chose that, right? Right. Uh, she hasn't. So it's just like, <clears throat> there's no reason in my mind to do that. And, you know, for the family stuff, that's definitely been a talk. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of Amy's families in Europe or, or Canada and you know they want to see photos like okay I could do this but you need to understand I don't want you republishing this shit and it's very weird conversation because they don't understand technology and it's one of those like I got to pull the dad card because it's like no I understand this world way more than you and this is why I'm doing it so unless you agree to these terms I'm not fucking showing you anything <laughs> <laughs> that's been a conversation essentially paraphrasing but yeah 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 probably I probably said that, you know me. <laughs> yeah. And I had a couple of whiskeys. I'm like, you know, you said exactly that. Stupid. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to send you this because I already know. Like I already know your incompetence and how you're going to fuck this up. So therefore you are not having it. Yeah. Not happening here. Here's a, here's a, here's a photo on my, on my camera. You can see that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I'll still throw up an Instagram story of, you know, her, you, know, you can't see your face or right, it's mostly right. your face really it's the facial recognition stuff because even then it's like you know hey uh this camera just recognized that this person passed you know this public camera and we've cross-referenced that and this is their instagram id you know it's like all this shit it's all tied together right minority report dude oh that movie is a thousand percent accurate it will wait. be a hundred percent i can't wait i want to walk into yeah, the again, store and i'm saying boop and advertisements probably hey clint would you like the new pair of vans size 12 and a half right fuck yeah let's go sign me well, up minority report and wally you've seen wally right oh yeah all these fat fucks floating around the thing <laughs> but they don't know what's going on around them because it's just like the screen it's like oh there's a sale go here it's like bleep, 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 bleep. Yep. you know at what point do we need physical form yep exactly that's, that's 
bigger conversation. Upload right? my shit to the to the matrix, man. Plug me in. Yeah, get into the matrix and just <laughs> be. It's like I just thought about this product and there it is. <laughs> my bank's already been deducted. Amazon just delivers it. The moment yep. you think about it, the drone just drops it. Yeah, I mean, someday. It's, it's that's the whole like as stupid as it is. Is like pretty sure that's where things are going. Yep. I mean, yep. if you're in the right you place, like faster. ASU now has those delivery bots where like you order food and it just delivers oh, yeah. it to we you. We had those in San Francisco for years. Yep. Yep. I remember walking around those things. See, that's the I thing, mean, man. Like I think about that shit. I'm like, that's awesome. Like I want that future. You know, I understand the whole I mean, privacy thing. I, I, I understand the, you know, the security uh, implications, right? Like, I, I get it. I watch enough cyberpunk. I like that's my shit. That's the shit that I watch. I, my entertainment is the dystopian future where there's like the conglomerate corporations that squeeze, you know, the rats down in the streets, right? It's the whole cyberpunk 2077 model. You get the corpos uh, yeah. and the street rats. Last division, yeah. Which is, you see that more and more every day, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get there. And I definitely want that future too. Uh, it's just, I understand the bad side of sure. data. Yeah. I understand it too well. It's, you know, I saw behind the purple curtain or whatever. It's like, I know how things work and I don't like it. And government and lawmakers are too stupid and too slow acting to, you know, prevent any of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing that you have that knowledge because like you said, you've seen behind the curtain and you just, you know, you just know things that the most, you know, the common people don't like, you know, someone who's worked on the internet for the last 10 years worked, you know, air quotes work. Like, yeah. I've built a lot of those curtains. So. But I, yeah. Right. But, but, but like, you know, even myself, I don't, don't know all the intricacies like you do. And so that's, you have a different uh, perspective on, on things. So makes sense. Also yeah. one of the reasons why I love talking to you about that shit. Cause you, I just don't trust people either. Yeah. I mean, you look at what money and power does to people. Mm-hmm now and more so in the future data is power yep i understand that's the most data google how powerful are they kind of powerful <laughs> pretty fucking powerful <laughs> yeah so it's like data is power so as much as you know the last bastion i think of freedom is probably your dna but then everybody's doing 23 and me so some company has it yep point anyway yeah <laughs> Or, you know, somebody comes by and grabs your coffee cup you just threw away and they got your DNA, so. Exactly. And that's, yeah, exactly. How how far do you want to try and protect yourself? It's one of those deals. It's like, man, if the Russian dude wants to kill you, you're, you're going to, you know, they're going to kill you. Like, <laughs> it's not, if you piss off the wrong people, yeah, you're going to have a problem regardless of how you're trying to protect yourself. But Right. Yeah. I don't know. Just trying to exist in the big world of data. <laughs> you're just swimming in it dude you're swimming in it i mean that's all i do i'm right now i'm building pipelines for the largest well arguably one of the largest data sets in the world and i build the pipelines for fang companies and big companies and now smaller companies to be able to ingest and use that data faster so mm -hmm. i'd live in that world right so you're just uh, double-edged sword right jumping the streams <laughs> Right on, man. Yeah. Well, we, that's good catching up. Like I said, I, I obviously talked to you all the time, but I thought it was, you're, you're well enough, you're well enough known in the community, at least in my community specifically, 
um, and mutual friends that I know like listen to this podcast. They don't have time to watch YouTube videos and streams and stuff like that. So, um, like you said, most requested returning guests. So here you are. Yep. Sample size of one. <laughs> What's that? Really? The only, the, I, I was going to say promote something, but like the only thing you actually post on actively is Twitter. So at Chuck Reynolds for his main content that he likes to share. Yeah. I got I really like every time I think about Instagram, I'm like, man, I got all these photos. I just got to post, but then you like got to hashtag it and like all this stuff. I'm like, fuck, I just don't. But you care. don't though. You don't, you don't. Cause you don't give yeah, a shit. You, you don't give a shit. Just post it. Post not it. really, but I do. Like it annoys me that it's not optimized. Sure. No. Yes. Yeah. That's where your brain kicks in. Yeah. 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 I get you. I get you. And I have no reason. Like I'm not an influencer. Right. I don't need to right. get the reach. But it annoys me because I know I can. Yep. I got you. <laughs> this is the uh, the way my brain works. Unfortunately, want to do things but can't half-ass because it drives me nuts to half-ass anything. So. Right. Right. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for anybody who has questions or whatever, I guess uh, find us on uh, Clint's Discord, right? Yep. Or yeah, yeah. Discord.gg slash Clintus. Links in the description down below. Show notes, that sort of thing. All the socials, uh, links to everything pretty much are all down there, whether you're on YouTube or the podcast feed. Um, but yeah, you want to... If you want to extend the conversation anyway, uh, you can hit us up in, up in Discord, or like I said, if you're on Twitter, at Chuck Reynolds there as well. So uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Appreciate you guys. Have a nice day. Adios.